And it's now going on for a quarter past seven on Radio Veritas on Mandela Day. And today our special guest is Father Peter John Pearson of Cape Town. Good morning, Peter John. Good morning, Abel, and good morning to all our listeners. And lovely to have you with us again on Mandela Day. Well, well, well. Thank you. Are you going to have a quiet day? No, not at all. Not at all. I've got um, half a dozen things planned, ranging from a funeral to um, to hoping to get in the march with the Mandela elders, and um, I'm speaking to a group of school children who are doing a project on how some South Africans are doing work that's consistent with their involvement in the struggle. So um, I've got a full day. Okay, well, and, uh, well. And, and that's this evening, of course. Well, I, I thought you'd be able to put your feet up today, but it doesn't look Not like Not at that. all. No. Not at all. <laughs> Father Peter John Pearson of the Catholic Parliamentary Liaison Office in Cape Town. Mandela Day. You know, it's got a bit of a history. Way back to when it was started versus what it's like today. What's happened to the dream? What's happened to the dream? I think that's the big... Um, that's the big discussion for this year's Mandela Day, more than ever before. Mm. Um, You know, the the day was started for um, those kinds of random acts of 67 minutes of kindness. And there were all sorts of people doing wonderful things, ranging from organizing afternoon teas for people in um, old age homes to to food runs on the streets to, um, to fun runs to it had that act of kindness of um, incorporating the Mandela character of reaching out and making people's lives a little better. And we all know a million stories, Mandela's visit to a far-flung rural area to see a little Africana girl who had leukemia, um, all those kinds of things. But I think this year, um, and it began over the last two years, there's a far more political edge included in this Mandela Day. Mm-hmm. And so people are saying, you know, what do we do and where do we speak out and what platforms do we use to um, underline the fact that this country has moved politically and economically and socially in a direction different to the legacy of Mandela? What do we do to it? But where do we find those spaces mm. where we can make a difference and where do we raise our voice mm. against the creeping or galloping now decline in um, democracy, in mm. this democratic deficit that has been created in a place that once had um, the moral high ground and the democratic surplus. So I think it's taken on um, a, a different tone, but quite appropriate to the times um, and asking the difficult questions, identifying the elephants in the room and um, saying, you know, um, how do we retrieve this dream so that it doesn't get captured like Mm. so much else in the country? Well, I believe, you know, I have the feeling that the dream is asleep at the moment because this year there hasn't been much hype around Mandela Day and about the 67 Mm. minutes that people had some years ago. I, I just get that feeling that it's... It's 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 not quite what it was, and it suits and it suits many of those in positions of leadership not to have that dream as a bad conscience. Mm. Um, so it suits many people. Um, you know, there'll be the token, but 
where it does have um, where it does have a a buzz is where civil society have organised things, and as I say, it's got this definite edge to it this year. Mm. So it is, um, I think, as an official thing, as something the nation celebrates. It is, as you say, in a in a slumber mode, but um, I think makes it all the more important, doesn't it, to 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 wave the kind of Mandela flag. Uh, do you, do um, you th- to Sorry, do you think it's it's kind of deliberate that it's been played down this year? I think it's probably um got a strong element of that. Mm. Um it's probably certainly from official circles. It's a little um it's a little reminder that we don't want to have. It's like much that's happened um, in the political life over the last couple of um, years, but over the last month in particular. Yeah. Um, digression and diversion tactics have become very important. So we've created a kind of hype around something like um, white monopoly capitalism, yeah. which... Um, and I'm, you know, don't get me wrong for a moment. I, I know as you do, as our Catholic social teaching, um, underline very, um, directly. And as this Pope keeps reminding us, we need institutional and structural transformation so that the poor, um, get a, a, um, get a better life for all. We, mm. we need it. Mm. I, I'm not denying it, but the way in which it's been raised and the people by whom it's been raised, um, has been a hype around something that is designed, um, as we now know from the publicist, is designed to divert our attention from the real issues facing this country, from corruption, from um, <clears throat> bad governance, from um, the spirit of accumulation. So, um, so we're going through a period where there is so much in the public domain that is deliberately seeking to um, to distract us and to divert our attention from the real issues, that it's hard for me not to believe that this is yet another space where um, people have said, look, let's not make too much of a fuss. It, it'll come back to haunt us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's just leave it, let civil society do their little thing on the margins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's part of a, of a bigger... Um, uh, kind of project of diversion at this moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do think so. Tell me, tell me, Father, um, do you think there are some significant uh, things taking place today to celebrate Mandela Day? Do well, you in know Cape of? Town, mm. there's a big march um, sponsored by the elders, you know, um, the people like um, Tutu and the international elders, um, former Nobel uh, Peace Laureate, um, that's mm. Michelle and so forth. And there's a march this morning um, from the city hall um, and the convention center um, just kind of um, underlining by its very political nature. It's raising the, um, the, um, the ideas of Mandela, the democratic ideas, the ideas of non-racialism, mm. um, and the ideas that senior custodians of our world politics mm. are saying, South Africa, listen, um, 
you are, this moment in our history is out of sync with the um, larger history of um, that people like Mandela engaged. So I know that's happening. I know that there are seminars, um, but I don't know of anything um, that is being organized at a national level or by the ruling party, by okay. Mandela's party. Okay, so there's, there's no, no big speech coming from uh, um, Zuma or anybody like that? But, no, mm, no. Mm, so it's all very quiet, all very quiet. Very quiet. Well, what, what would be an appropriate way for people in South Africa, maybe for us in the church even, to, to remember Mandela today? Look, I think, um, I think that one thing is to have those acts of kindness because... If there's anything people remember across the political spectrum, um, outside of his kind of politics with a small p, um, is the fact that he was a kind man, mm-hmm. that he stopped in the street when he saw little children, that he um, honored invitations, that he replied to them in his own hand if he couldn't come. Those qualities of personal recognition of... Um, no matter where you were located socially, whether it was the little mitzvah of the boy down the road in Houghton where um, he sent him an invitation almost as a dare and he turned up. Or, you know, we all know the story, the yeah. legion. Um, they, uh, I think we do need to recapture that kindness because there's a... Um, the politics in this country at the moment is also having, I think, an unintended consequence and that is that it is brutalizing the heart. We are reverting into um, into uh, enemy lines again, as them and up, mm-hmm. um, and and the calling of names. And I think the antidote to that is little acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Now, the phrase brutalization of the heart isn't mine originally. I, I thought it, uh, it's one that um, Cardinal Tobin of Newark has been using about the um, the uh, president President Trump's administration. Um, he's been saying that the policies of President Trump are leading to a brutalization of the heart, and um, so I've picked it up from there. But I do think it's true. I think we're reverting to um, to us and them language, and that always brutalizes the heart. Mm. So I think there is a room. There is room for those acts of kindness not just because they are implicitly um, and intrinsically good, um, but because I think they're an antidote to that brutalization mm. of the heart. Mm-hmm. I think that's inappropriate. Yes. I think it's appropriate um, to find um, today of all days, we should be having fora, and maybe we have failed in our own commissions and um, church structures to say, um, what is the dream of Man- what does the dream of Mandela translate into politically mm. in terms of what we should do, yeah. where we should stand, mm. how we should let mm. our um, displeasure at what's happening um, be made more manifest. Um, yeah. And maybe we need those little think tanks that we used mm. to have in the past, mm. um, those crisis committees we used to have to say we honor Mandela best by doing this. Mm. And, you know... Um, it's, uh, I know that some um, parts of the church have been um, grappling with how do we do this question. But I think the very fact um, 
you know, in small ways, um, the very fact that we're having this conversation is a sign that um, the dream is not entirely forgotten. Mm. Um, and we probably speak for a number of people who uh, don't have a platform but would want to know that this kind of conversation is happening yes. in the broader trust. Well, Peter, have you, just to, to conclude, have you any personal memories of Mandela? Have you met him? Do you meet him? And uh... I met him a few times. It was a very a huge blessing um, and a moment of inspiration. Mm. Um, I met him with the delegation of the bishops um, when they met him. Um, when we spoke huge, in, in such high praise of the role of the church, and he simply said with um, the incredible humility, um, you know, I would not have been here had the church not built schools um, that people like myself could go to. Mm-hmm. I would not be here um, if it hadn't been that chaplains came to Robben Island and um, kept um, bringing and refreshing our souls mm-hmm. um, with words of hope, yeah. um, and I met him on several occasions as um, as delegations at one or two state dinners, um, and always, I mean, what always, always, always was the hallmark of his presence was that nobody in the room was not greeted. So there was no greeting of one or two people who were dignitaries mm. and the rest of us who were just on the invitation list mm. were left. Um, and it was the horror of his protocol people because it could take up to 40 minutes delay in the program, but he never left the room without greeting people. Sure. It was the horror I know of his tour to London where a friend of mine was part of the um, organizing team that he arrived at everything late. Yeah. Um, because he would see a kid with a little South African flag, or he'd see a kid um, or a group of school kids lining the road, and he'd make them stop the car and get out. Mm. And he'd stop the car and get out when mm. he saw a group of policemen guarding, um, you know, mm. guarding the route. He'd get out and thank them for coming out early in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it was a nightmare. But my memories of him are exactly that. Yeah. that he shook all of our hands. Right. It wasn't just for the big shot. Um, I remember when he met the bishops, he asked everyone where they were from. And right. if he had a memory about that or had built a school in that area or had known it, he would have. And I remember the lovely moment um, when he when he shook hands. I think it was any emeritus. Yeah, the emeritus Archbishop of Durban, Dennis Hurley. Um, he looked at him and had met him before he'd given him the award, you remember, um, and um, and he said to him, um, Archbishop, we share a history of Robben Island. You born there and I languished there. <laughs> and he laughed in that Mandela laugh. And, you know, it's just a <laughs> human touch. And it yes. was a challenge for me yes. because it's so easy for us to to not see the individual uh, behind the, um, yes. the, the the kind of crowd. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Those well, Peter John, that's a big challenge. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really, it's so lovely that you could share with us about Mandela today on this Mandela Day. But thank you very much once again for talking to us. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. God bless you. Always. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Right. We've been hearing from Peter, Father Peter John Pearson. Now, what about from the great man himself?